there, guys. In this episode of Are We Podcasting Yet? We're going to be talking with our dear friend, Singaporean actor and comedian, Keyshawn. We're going to chat a little bit about what's going on with COVID-19, because that's still happening. And we're going to chat about the entertainment scenes in Los Angeles and in Singapore. We're going to talk a lot about acting. We're going to talk about Keyshawn's first acting experience. And we're going to talk about some audition tips, some different styles of acting, when to go big, which is something Keyshawn loves to do. And we're going to chat about different ways that one could possibly improve the entertainment scene in Singapore. Keyshawn's going to go ahead and handle that question, though. Join us. It's going to be a good one. Action! Hey, everybody. Yeah, welcome is. Welcome to Are We Podcasting Yet? The podcast. Where that was weak. Are trying that to was weak. Out. If we're podcasting, do not interrupt the podcasting intro. Again, again, so, do the we, intro again. We should have left him in the waiting room and only allowed him on when we were ready. No, be- no, I'm always ready. You get me on the moment you fucking start. <laughs> you, don't, you don't put me at the back. What am I going to do this? this Hello. Be the first time. First Hello. time we've been heckled by our own guest on our show. <laughs> that would have been great. Oh, trust me. So, I've been heckled by Justin Bettin all my fucking life. So, I yes. even to this day. How would you like me to introduce you, Keyshawn? Because I still don't know. Yeah. In fact, you Keyshawn get me on your show, <laughs> and you don't know how to introduce me. I'm confused as to what you, you did co- ask. Well, I know. I know did how you? I would. I know how I would introduce you, but I I feel like that might upset <laughs> yeah. you. So I want to know how you would introduce yourself. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you see me in all sorts of screens. You see mm-hmm. me on your computers, your TVs. Mm-hmm. Your laptops, your mobile phones. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitch now, and I've done a couple of TV shows starring Ella Wong as well. I've never acted with Justin Bratton because he's a terrible actor who apparently can't keep his own wardrobe. But that's how we do it in Singapore. And my name is Kishan, and I'm great to be here. That can or not? Yes, can. Can I mean, double time. That was perfect. That's right. To all of oh, you, actor, host, social media personality. If anybody's watching. If you're looking to have people tune out of the podcast before we even start, that's a great intro. It no, was... that, that would be for a different guest. Trust me. I can introduce <laughs> you to some other boring guests. Hundley, Hundley I think this is going Jeez. great so far. But so yeah. everyone who Jeez is, if you're still up. listening through our entire introduction, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of our podcast thing. Uh, we're super excited to have one of our really good friends. He's already introduced himself, but guys, Keyshawn is here to hang out with us. We're super excited to have him here. And yeah, Keyshawn, what's going on with you, man? You said you were twitching now, which I didn't realize. What's going on on Twitch with you, man? I, I No, I just started. Apparently gaming is a thing. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, um, Who knew? you know, what's the point of watching? Yeah, who knew? And then... Uh, What's the point of watching serious gamers, right? You're gonna watch the same game over and over again. So I thought I'd bring comedy to gaming. So I'm calling it the Gundu Gamer because I can't play shit. I played, what, Balloran yesterday? Have you heard of this game? I have heard of it. Have you heard of Balloran? Yeah, so it's like a, it's like a Counter-Strike kind of game, but then there's like extra abilities that each character has and you gotta, you gotta grasp all of that in. And I couldn't, I just, I just died every round, but it was entertaining to watch. So, so I was like, oh, okay. you're enjoying I mean, it. Solid. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying dying and making fun of my players at the same time. So that's okay. that's that's quite that's that's my channel. So I just make fun of the game. What console are you on? What are you playing on? 
what console am I on? I got no. I'm on a I'm on a PC, so I just set up my whole rig. So as you can see, this is the background for gaming, right? All my toys are here. So Keyshawn, what? why why did you decide to uh, sell out and begin pandering to the video gaming community? I mean, what better way to work from home and entertain people? <laughs> what better way? You got, you're doing what you like, which is gaming, and you can't get out of the house. So you stay home and you entertain people from home while gaming and then you just talk to them and then make them feel like, you know, they got friends as well. So I was like, okay, uh, I'll be your voice. I'll game, right? What are but, you doing? But so I, you, I'm not you gaming. I, I'm, I'm doing... So what I'm, do you do? I'm doing, like, basically scholarly work. I know you're stuck at home as well. Scholarly, huh? scholarly, uh, scholarly academic scholarly type work. stuff. Problem solving. <laughs> You're not doing shit. I'm solving All problems you do is chase all people out of the park and do your bloody rings in the middle of the park and you fight all these old people. That's all you do. Yeah. We see it. I see you, man. There's a lot of rings I, in I see parks. The old, pe the old people are, are yeah. the old people are a little are, are probably able no. to take me, to be honest. No, they have numbers. Away. You're, about, you're gonna go you're gonna go on the news for chasing old people <laughs> away from the park. <laughs> oh shit, Alan, are you okay? Excuse me. I I've got the sneezes. I'm okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna survive. You know, getting the sneezes in this point in time, it's not very good. He's fully vaccinated. Mm, no, fine. no kind of sickness or illness. I am. I Have am fully vaccinated. Through the five G. Keyshawn, are you vaccinated? No, not yet. Uh, it's. I'm not past the age limit yet. Uh, so I think they vaccinated Justin Bratton's age and up. Yeah. Uh, anything below that is not yet. In fact, that's how they stated it in the you know notice. It yeah. said from Justin Bratton age, Justin and, age and, above. and up. Uh, no, what I was going to ask you guys is that is there vaccine hesitancy in Singapore? Because I feel like I was talking to one of my friends out there who said it's they're not you know they're not pushing people to get vaccinated. But maybe um, I think in Singapore what they they're doing is it's very voluntary. Like if you mm -hmm. want it, you get it. Uh, but they are encouraging all the older folks to please get it because mm -hmm. you know they are at a higher risk. But now children are also at a higher risk, so they're trying to roll it out faster. Um, I think they don't want to force it, but at the same time. They just want to get everybody vaccinated as fast as possible. We're already at our second, second major outbreak right now, and they're trying to like calm well, it down. Let's, let's, so pump, major, the, like, let's pump the brakes on major outbreak. No, it kind of is. I'm. I like to look at it as a major outbreak because we had the highest recorded cases since June 2020. We are on a heightened alert. Yes, we're not locking down yet, but I think we should call it a major outbreak so that everybody just stays home and tries to get vaccinated as fast as possible. A bit of fear, a bit of fear works, but it's also such a, a Singaporean response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Singaporean. What else would I respond as? Would I be Jamaican? No. I... <laughs> Could you repeat that answer as a Jamaican? I, I, I... No. No, no. Please I, don't, please don't do I, that. No, man. No, no, not happening. No. I don't know what accent is that or so, but it's okay. <laughs> Jamaican <laughs> it's too one. early in the morning, yeah, la. It's 11.20. But yeah, but no, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I want everybody to get vaccinated as fast as possible. I'm trying to get mine as well. Has there been any cases in the US where someone vaccinated got the virus? Oh, yeah. So people can of get course. the virus after getting vaccinated. That happens. It's, right, it's, it's like a 10% chance of it, right? Not 10%. 5% no, no, no. chance. It's, 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 not it's like 5%. But I mean, it's possible. Like, That's okay. kind of how vaccines it for this type possible. of virus work. You can still get it. Like mm. So people that are freaking out like about this are morons. Are you talking about yourself or? Yeah, Justin, what are you talking People are freaking out about what? About the, the virus? About people that are freaking out about the tiny percentage of people that are getting COVID again after they get a vaccine. Oh, That's silly. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Those people. No, but 
you would you would still have that small amount of fear, right? Even if you get vaccinated but or not. If you do mm. get it, like it's going to be way less of an issue, right? So because the symptoms are going to be far less, less likelihood of having you know death <laughs> or whatever else. So like, that's the main thing about the vaccine is that the main reason we're taking it is is not to keep us from getting the back uh, getting the virus. Although it does it does help you, um, you know, help bust uh, bolster your immune system from getting the virus, but. Predominantly, we're taking it just so we don't get sick and die from it. Like the idea is no. that is I'm vaccinated, so if I get the virus, I'm gonna be okay. It's not necessarily yeah. to make like, to make sure I don't get the virus. It, it's also harder to spread it if you get the if you get the virus and mm-hmm. the le- lesser symptoms are. It's harder to spread it. So it's, if you're asymptomatic, it is far more difficult to spread the virus than if you have crazy symptoms. Are you well. sure you don't work for Ministry of Manpower? Oh no, they they wouldn't be telling you that. They'd be telling yeah. you that. Do you think the Ministry of Manpower would hire Justin? Yeah, that would, the way he I mean, spoke like that. I mean, I'm thinking of running for politics. I'm thinking of running for office. You should get into politics. Let me tell you this: you have my vote. No. Would you do that, Keyshawn? Would you Would you run for politics? Uh me no. Never. Why? I, I mean, I like politics. I like reading up on it, but yeah. I I don't I don't want to take that burden of having to reply to constant Singaporean complaints because I'm one of them. I do the complaints, so I know how the complaints go. So I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. You know, Singaporeans just need to learn how to be nice once in a while. Like my MP came to my house and I just looked at him in the face. And I said, thank you. Thank you for your service. But the pavement you put down below my block, was terrible. You put the pebbles in the concrete and the pebbles are coming out and then all the old people are slipping and falling down. But you know what? Thank you, sir, because not many people tell you that. So, and he was grateful for that. It was constructive uh, feedback. He had a team come down and the entire team was like, oh my God, isn't that the guy from Wabana? And then he's like, oh, I have never seen that before. I was like, oh, we're getting along just fine, man. So which of your projects do you get uh, recognized from most? Wabanana or whatever else you do? Unfortunately, it's the channel where I do the the worst, lousiest work I've ever done in my life, which is Wah Banana. I get recognized for that. <laughs> I get recognized for those. I get What's, recognized for those videos. <laughs> so, just so we could have this on record, what is lousy about Wah Banana? I'm not talking about. I'm not saying Wah Banana is lousy. I'm talking about my work. My oh, okay. lousiest work is done on that channel. Why? What makes? I don't it act on the lousiest. Channel, I act. I want to act. I want. Mm, I like. Right. I like to act. So I. I would like people to watch the TV shows uh, that I have done, and then it, I don't know whether you know this, but me and Alan were on a TV show together. That was I do. fun times, bro. I love. I love. I wish they did season two. I wish. I really man. wish. I really wish. Two. I wish there was a season was two of any show I did ever. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Anything. I, I, right I now. think we hardly do. Anything. Anything. I want, yeah, no, I can't, I, I, I think I forgot how to act, but you know, people just recognize me more from Wabana because that, that reaches the audience more, but I call it my mental asylum. I just go there and make fun of everybody. I just make fun of the content mm. and just go crazy. But I want to get back to acting. It's been a year. I, I just finished a show actually. Uh, what was the show? Uh, so after, what show? it was yeah, called Cutting me. Edge. It's called Cutting Edge. It's not out yet. The telecast is delayed due to COVID. I don't know why they're pushing back the show. I play a salon manager, so it's like Devil Wears Prada. So I kind of like in between Stanley Tucci's character and uh, Meryl Streep. So that that was that was good. I, I got to dye my hair. Oh, so oh my god! Oh my god! 
Stanley Tucci, and Meryl Streep. Yeah. That is Keyshawn. Yeah. <laughs> That's Keyshawn. That's, it's, it's him. Meryl Streep and, and Stanley Tucci. I see it. I see it I wish. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I wish. But when it's out, I'll let you know. When it's out, I can't say much about it, but uh, when it's out, you know, it's quite a fun show. Uh, Keyshawn, no. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about acting specifically just because there's something yeah. that all three of us um, really love doing. And specifically about the type of characters you do because Wild Banana, the type of acting you would do on Wild Banana would be totally different than the type of acting you might do in Glitch, which was a show that we got to do together. Or which would be totally different from, say, a drama, right? And in, yeah, you play characters, like big comic characters, but then... You know, not every show can withstand the same size of character. Do you know what I mean? Like, how yeah, do you, I, how I, do you I think... figure out what size of comedy to put, or what size of character to put in a show? Because your characters kind of can be big or small. I myself get confused sometimes about how big, how small. When do you let the script be the comedy? When did you, when do you go into physical comedy? Um, whereas for Online content, it's slapstick, right? So you go bigger, you go louder, you make it more exaggerated, you just make it funnier, funnier uh, per se. Or, or just, it's just mainly exaggerating one big word. So you, you know, for like YouTube, you're going to do expression like, ah, rah, or, you know. But then when you go back on TV, you dial that back down, you go, you, you never know, right? If you watch mm -hmm. Jim Carrey, if I were to throw him on YouTube, I think he'd be the same guy. Right? He's already so loud. So when do you choose to follow your personality versus uh, what they call in acting now, naturalism, right? Be natural about it. I, I have had feedback about my audition tapes going, why don't, you, why don't you go bring it down? Bring it down, be natural about it. I was, like, I was like, if I bring it down and I be natural about it, then you lose my comedic timing, you lose my personality. But I get it sometimes, some TV shows... Uh, the world is such, the script is such, so you bring your character down. But whereas for comedy, right, um, it's either you are a comedian who's being yourself, playing that comedic role, or you are in somebody else's shoes and you're building that comedy for that character. Did that make sense? Say that again. Mm -hmm. I, I think I get it, but rephrase. So either, go ahead. So it's either you are a driving personality Whereas I'm like this in every show. This is my comedy. This is who I am. If you hire me, you know that's going to be me in each show. Um, Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey in most shows. Maybe he dials it even way up or way down. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is Melissa McCarthy in most shows. Uh, she has like Aziz Ansari. Yeah, yeah, right. Like Aziz Ansari, Master of None. You're gonna, he's gonna give you the, the Aziz, Aziz comedy, comedy right? flow. You know, like Kevin Hart. Uh, sometimes they play characters and I think, I think those performances are really good. Uh, but whereas comedy where it's comedy built for the character, so you're changing yourself. You know, for like the salon manager when I played uh, in The Cutting Edge, his version of comedy is very different. He's very sassy, he's very bitchy, he's very, um, you know, in his moments and he is flamboyant about it. So now you've got to build comedy for that, for somebody else. So it's not you per se. You're building it for the character because, you know, uh, when you when you be flamboyant, how how could you be comedic with that, you know? But I I at times with especially with Singapore comedy, I would I would love to actually just be myself and and do it and build a name that way. But uh, there have been some good scripts where you know you just want to develop something new and build comedy for somebody else. If that made sense, I think I think it does. If you play this back, class, it really. did. No, but I feel like I feel like you've already made a name for yourself 
doing your own style of comedy. I feel like you're you pretty well established that for yourself with all the roles and and YouTube that you've done. There there have been some shows where I wish I got it. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wanted to try something new. Um, and yes, I've only done ever done comedy, and then I had one serious film come out, which was Chloe, and I, I think to to date. Mm. That is my best acting performance I've ever done. To me, I mean, because I really felt for where, where the guy. It was my first serious yeah. role. There was nothing comedic about it. Did you find that more challenging to do a serious role? It was extremely challenging. Mm. It was it was nuts because I had to kill myself. I had to kill all ounce of comedy because this guy that I played, he was the total opposite of what I am, uh, which was you know fun and loving. He wasn't. He was depressed. He was a bit deranged. He was given up on his job. He lived in a terrible house. Uh, dirty. So I actually asked uh, the art department to like give me like you know pictures of what his room would look like, mm. so that I could dress my room to look like him and live uh, just like him. So that I walk out of my house feeling like him, and I just show up on the set and I do the scenes and I come back home, because it's I I just find it easier to be in character all the way yeah. uh, than to have to go up on set because every time I'm on set, I worked with a crew who's worked with me before, yeah, and on comedies. And on the first day of film, they would come out to be like, hey, Kishore, how's it going? But I was like, you know, all deranged. And I was like, don't talk to me. Get out of my face. And everybody was afraid. It was nice to see that. And everybody gave me my space. Nobody disturbed me. And nobody, nobody wanted to talk to me for the first time. Uh, and that, that was, a, was a fun experience to do. And then yeah. I you know, had to smoke. Nice. Yeah. Were you smoking real cigarettes? Yeah, I was. Oh, I was. Wow. So like, I, would, I don't smoke. I started smoking for the show, uh, just for the show, and I stopped right after. As a non-smoker myself, like I know if I have a cigarette, yeah. that immediately affects yeah. like me, <laughs> like like that. I mean, you'll definitely get into character, right? Was it? Did you find it difficult to act yeah. while you were smoking? No. So I I had a three-month head start before we started filming. Like, so I had <laughs> wow. all the scripts uh, three months. Three months before. This production company was hands down the by far the most professional production company uh, I've ever worked with also. They gave me like three months to prepare. Damn. So like, you know, I had, I had, so I set up a smoking corner. I even, cause he sleeps with the ashtray in his room. Mm. And I had, I had to get used to that smell. Mm. And then especially get it on my fingers, on my clothes. So I would smoke in the morning as I read my script. And then, Damn, just so dude. when I get on set, <clears throat> I would smoke. Before I take, yeah, it was quite fun. You know, Kishan, any health concerns? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm so sorry about this delay. Poor Alan asked a question. Sorry, go, Alan, I'll, you I'll moderate that. Alan, I'll Your take turn, a Alan. point in time. <laughs> okay, uh, no, th- thank you, Justin, for giving me the space to speak. Now I appreciate that. Uh, what I was gonna say is that uh, mm. I've I've talked to a, a, a few different uh, actors who picked up um, smoking or practice smoking um, specifically for a character. And uh, I'm glad that you did it as well. Not because I don't want you to pick up smoking, obviously, it's dangerous. But man, does it bother me when I see an actor who's using a cigarette incorrectly in a scene mm. and you mm. can just tell that they do not know what they're doing. I'm like, like yeah. you know, they're holding it in a way that a, a character who's comfortable mm. with a cigarette would never hold it, right? And there's a way yeah. of holding a cigarette that looks effortless sometimes. And like it's almost just it's dripping off your fingers, right? And then that's something I feel like yeah. you only get through practice. It's interesting. Or just observation. Just watch smokers. Like I spend time. I mean, everybody on the crew, most of the crew smokes. 
right? I don't know why everybody's stressed on set. But you and you watch them and then you know the way they smoke. Some of them cover their whole face with a cigarette here. Yeah. Some of them do this. Some of them do this. And then even when their hands are down, like on the side, mm. you get that they have that natural two finger out. Mm-hmm. You know, ready to pull out the next cigarette. And I was like, oh, that's quite cool. I'm gonna, when I walk, I want to have that, that fingers on the side. And, you know. and then you also got to get used to mm. that coarse voice that comes with it or that flame that builds up. So um, how you know he's a chain smoker, you know, that's when you get that voice coming out. Or, or you get the makeup artist to make your lips mm. a bit more darker or you, you, know, you get the eyebags going. I, I refused makeup on the show. I just told her, make me look uglier. And, you know, she put like, dirt around the eyes and then just made me look a bit more you know when smokers chain smoke they become gaunt dirty yeah like i know what you mean you know dirty dirty is the word <laughs> i don't i don't know what the best word is just dirty it's like gunk and yellow and, hey, know, did you have yeah, to do but any... have you done smoking wrong? i've done one for a short film what? that i did but i did i wasn't smoking that much on mm. Really, in, in any of the scenes, it was just like a couple shots. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't do another smoking role. Or? I would totally do it. Yeah, for sure. It. Hey, I hate to say it, smoking looks cool. <laughs> don't smoke, kids. It does. But it does. No, no, don't smoke. But don't smoke. Yes. But it, it does. does look, it, it does look cool. It does, it does. It does. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Especially, especially if they light it nicely, and then you blow the smoke out, and then you get that nice light with the smoke. It's fantastic. Yeah. But it's for screen line. But I mean, in, in Hollywood, they have a special cigarette. No, that's what I, I read about somewhere. It's like tea leaves yeah, or something like that, so that you don't get the nicotine or you yeah. don't get fake cigarettes. Whatever is that true? Yeah, we should have that here. I mean, they have them. They have them in Bangkok as well. Like they're around. But they should have it in Singapore. Like. So everybody here has to smoke but, for real on camera. No. So here's the fun part, right? Um, you are not allowed to show. Smoking on camera. What? Okay. I know. I know. So my character smokes. He's a chain smoker, right? So there's a lot of scenes where I start off, right? Already putting it out. Or like I'm halfway through and I'm turning my back to the camera and then putting it out. So because they don't want to advocate smoking uh, in Singapore at all. So there's a lot of times where a lot of smoking scenes. I would do two takes, right? One, I would smoke on camera. And then I do a second take where it's... You know, slightly away from camera and I'm putting it out mm. so that the restrictors or whatever you call them uh, decides what to take and what not. So most of, they went for the safest bet, like, which is not show the cigarette. I got to say my first effort, if that counts, on a TV oh. show, I said, you know, I was about, I was, uh, if I, I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the TV show, I die. Uh, <laughs> and uh, before, before big, I die. Big spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> big spoiler uh, before, before, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it might captivate you to watch how I die, like, but before I die, I go, fuck, right? So I did, I did two takes of those. It was fun to say. And then when the show came out, they cut it out. Uh, where's, the, where's the, where's the fuck? That was what I was looking for. I wanted to clip that part. Where's, where they cut it out. They say it was too, um, too fucky. Too, too I think we need change, man. I think we need to go. I, 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 I cannot laugh. Fuck. Yeah. Right, can I just say on this podcast? Can yeah, I say, say it. Keyshawn, you can have say fuck as much rain as you want. You can say fuck, 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 fuck. Yes! Just, just, <laughs> yes, in this podcast, we'll do, and then I'll just go fuck. Yes. Hello. I had an, I had an F word also cut out of uh, one of my shows in Singapore. 
Uh, and it was the first time I ever got to say F word uh, fuck on camera, and they cut it out also. Never made the final take. Mm. Uh, yeah. There's something orgasmic about the word fuck. It's like you're letting out steam. It's like a sigh, you know? Mm. <sighs> but fuck! You know, uh, like, oh. Yes. As an actor, it's very it's very useful because it can mean so many things, and it's very impactful and powerful. Mm. Curse words, which it's a shame that they can't be used a little bit more here. Ah, yeah, in time, lah, in time, as we uh, so progress as, as a nation. As a mainstay here in the acting scene in Singapore, what are you actively mm. doing to help change things for the better? Wow, that's. That is that is a weighty question right there. That is. That, <laughs> what can I I'm almost I'm sweating <laughs> from that question, Justin. We await, we await your right. response. <laughs> oh, that's a big question. Yeah, that is that is a big question. I need I need some time to think about this one. Uh, one, mm. I can't do anything. Right. It, it's not also not up to me. We have people who sit on top of the board, deciding what is good and what is bad for uh, our audiences in Singapore. They take charge. The actors just come in and they do their job. But what I try to do with my performances is just try to push the boundaries of what makes the cut, what doesn't make the cut, how I perform, how I'm told to perform. Uh, for example, like for the flamboyant salon manager you know i wanted to push the slight flamboyance of the character you know i was already told to tone down the flamboyance because you know uh we can't really have um an lgbtq mm. character on the show but we want to try and show that he is you know and i'm like there's no there's no sh trying to show that is showing it you know there's being their character you don't tell me to tone down on the on the flamboyance but you know you meet them on the middle ground and see how much you can push so you know you you what you do with the characters you know you make him a typical singaporean closet gay like you know uh when he, how does he behave at home compared to how does he behave outdoors in a public setting you know most uh gay men who are in the closet if you go and study how they behave at home you know it's, it's all out you know i just want to be me i want to be flamboyant and then when you go out oh i need to act professional so i tried to show that in the film or when it comes to singapore you know we have this thing called the cmio uh, objective where it's chinese malay indian and others that all these four races have to be in a film uh what i've tried to do is unfortunately my mother tongue is the most atrocious thing you ever hear so i can't even speak tamil properly uh so i've i've never done a vasantam channel show so what i've tried to do is every time they have an indian role for uh, an english drama um, everybody expects it to be like the token role. Like mm. you have to be like the Indian Indian man for that role. Thankfully, what I've done and what most directors have trusted me to do is they just let me be. They hired me. Not, I mean, of course, they also hired me because, okay, good. It's Indian. Let, but let Kishan do it because I know he'll do it in a very different way. So I've tried to do that most of the time where I'm trying to show brown people that, hey, you can do an English show, but you don't have to play the token role. You can do it the way you want to. Uh, and build a character that is comfortable to you. You can be, you you have that creativity to define your character mm. and how you how you want to play in your race and how you roll. You can develop your own backstory. You know, you can do whatever you want. So, and, and I'm lucky enough to do that, and I'm you know lucky enough and allowed to do that. I had roles uh, 
uh, changed for me. I had scripts rewritten because the lead was a Chinese guy. Uh, they're letting me do it, which was quite fun and you know quite privileged to know that you know people want to do that for me. So I think in that way I've pushed the boundaries. But if you're talking about restrictions and how we can move forward in industry, that's a tough one. That's not up to me, man. Like if I could like hold meetings with our broadcaster MediaCorp with a bunch of directors to sit down, script writers to sit down, I would love to do that. I actually would like to speak to my MP because he's apparently in charge of uh, media in Singapore. He actually owns um timber plus he's like the owner of timber plus and he's like a big advocate of the music scene so if he can oh. do that why not do it for film right why not why not so yeah. i was like after this COVID situation i'll just mark myself down and have a conversation and buy him a cup of coffee and go here's a cookie can you let us do our thing can you can you get it i i would like but to I be there wait. for that meeting invite me <laughs> uh if you come that meeting is just they're gonna ask me to get out let me do the first one, and then you. If it fails, I'll call you, lad, Justin. It's it's because yeah, it's because I'm not from here, isn't it? it? That's that's what it is. No, no, no. It's the voice. It's the voice. Is it the voice? Because if you start talking, they're gonna think you're trying gonna try and rule the world. So it's like, no, just let me do it first. Uh, let me do the brother, brother, <laughs> oh, brother, brother. Hey, brother, you brother, I Singapore, you Singapore. Let's just meet the middle ground. Then when you start talking, it's like, shit. No, no, we're not gonna let him win. No, it's not happening. No. Because you're so talented, Keyshawn, you have been able to kind of create some kind of groundbreaking roles for people that are Indian here in Singapore and kind of branch out. Prior to you being acknowledged as being a person that could do that, what were the hurdles that you felt, uh, this, these racial quotas and, and you being Indian um, were? What, what were those things that you had to overcome? I don't know, man. I, I feel like, after my first two performances, the roles kept coming in. And, yeah. You know, people just saw after the first two roles, like he made it a bit different. Oh, let's, you know, let's try him out. You know, how, how can he take this role to the next level? Or how can he be different? I guess, I guess, I guess what they liked and what they saw after my first few performances was how different. I, when I first started, people just thought, oh, he's just going to be another one of those many interviews. And it's something I will never forget was I remember my first time acting Tangling. Yeah, you 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 will remember this show, Justin. <laughs> yeah. That's my first show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were you were only on a for a brief uh, brief, brief. Period of no, time. nothing I did yeah. ever aired. <laughs> and I first role first role, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I I played the Indian role, the Indian friend. Mm. Uh and then I was standing behind the monitor and this AD who was watching the monitor, she didn't know I was behind her and she was just looking at the monitor going, oh my God, this guy can't fucking act. And, and I was standing behind her and, and she didn't know. And, and then I was like, oh, I, I just, I was like, oh. And then she turns behind and she's like, yeah. Yeah, I said what I said, you know. That, that was the face, I said what I said. And then, but it was because of her, it was because of her, that I locked myself up in a room and I try to rebrand the way I started acting and I'm mm. going to go study a bit more. And then fast forward that she was the AD for that serious role that I did. Uh. And then I think after the first or second day, she pulled me aside and she said, now you can nice. fucking act. And I was like, yes, yes. You know, so hurdles, not, not, not much. I think, yeah. I think the job is a hurdle itself. You know, yeah. you go for these auditions, you, you, 
you sometimes you don't know what they want. You just you just come in with five different versions, and then you know you think you did your best, and then the next thing you know they call you and say, oh, you know you didn't get the part, or you know they never tell you like why or what's the what's the option. I think this job is a hurdle, man. You never know when it comes. Like I, I there were years that I had like four shows, you know, in a year, and then now what I did one in. 2019 i did one in 2020 because i mean covid like what can we do please? yeah and then you audition for a few a few things and then not every day you get the role right it's not sometimes you read a script and you go okay this is not for me and you know as much as a, you're an actor going i can play any role i can be versatile but then there's so many other factors so that's the hurdle whether you look the part whether you act the yeah. part whether you sound the part or whatever shit like you know, like, you know these guys i don't have to tell you this you guys know this the job being the hurdle makes a lot of sense to me. And I think that that's something that maybe people who haven't tried making this their main career haven't seen before is that the day in and the day out of an actor's career is brutal. Um, and, you know, people think that the acting job is about that awesome moment you get to have in front of the camera. And it is. We do, but we do so much just to get to have that moment. Like, yeah. That's not, like, it's a privilege to be able to get to do that part of it. It's all the other stuff, the auditioning, the headshots, the craft, the rejections, the callbacks, the negotiations. Like, there's so much other stuff to it. I appreciate it, man. People That's just the see the pretty part of the business, love. Yeah. People just see, people just see the, oh, he, okay, he got the role. He's just going to be handsome on film. But you don't see the struggle of, you know fighting other people for the job or that struggle with creating that beautiful character that you're going to go audition for and then after that you know you get the calls and then it's not only down to the calls it's down to whether your rates are good if your mm. rates are not good you might not even get the part you know whether you're available you're not available there's so much shit for a job but i think at this point anybody will just fight for the job like you know you just take take me now i don't care what the role is yeah because there, you know, there's no work it's practically nothing yeah in a way in a way there is yeah. no work there's also there's also work to be done you know in this point in time where you know especially when you got all this free time you can work on yourself branch into new avenues you know my manager's kicking my ass going where the heck's your content you're sitting on your ass watching tv every day but you know watching tv every day is actually very useful because i mean you're in la la right la yeah. so i'm trying to make plans to like send my profile over so if you got any uh you know, links. If I had the links, I'd Keyshawn, I'd be working. But yeah. I'd be more than yeah. happy to pass your resume along to the people that I that are good enough to think that I'm worth talking to. Nice. Yeah. I mean, any any step is a good step, Absolutely. you know, because any door. I've been seeing a lot of uh, um, South Asian actors, Indian actors, right, uh, mm. join the big screen or, or most Netflix. Uh, TV show, so I thought maybe I could try for that market, but you know, you see, here comes the other factor, right? Why should we hire this boy down from Singapore when we already have Indian actors with the with the green card or the or the mm -hmm. EPs already in LA and ready to work? So you see, that's the struggle of acting: time, place, what you do, where yeah. you are, how you speak. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, Justin and I had to put ourselves. Make do, make do. We had to go through those steps that you would have to do to be in California, right? We had, we have to go through those steps to work in Singapore too, and that's a whole other part of it, right? So, what was that process like, man? Was was that tough moving to another country to find a job? Justin, uh, I mean, for me, like I was kind of already doing stuff in Bangkok, and so I moved to Singapore to do TV hosting. Mm. Um, 
when I got here, I didn't get a TV hosting gig for, my first gig didn't happen for a year. And so I was all, and I got it all through networking. Like I wasn't signed with anybody. I had no management, no agent. Um, I didn't trust anyone. And so it was, I, it was all through networking. It was just meeting the right people. And then when you go in for the audition, being good enough. Uh, but yeah, that, that year was scary. It was really scary. Because uh, I was just doing small little modeling gigs here and there. And all the money I'd saved up when I was in Bangkok just saw it kind of going down as I was in Singapore, trying to spending like three times the amount of money, doing less work. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of a struggle. I mean, obviously I'm glad I did it. It paid off. But um, yeah, and then obviously navigating the uh, immigration stuff as well was an issue. Uh, I got very fortunate with an immigration guy that kind of just knew what was up and just made it happen for me. So that was very lucky. So that whole... Like, I've, been, I've been trying. I've been making plans. Oh, no, Keyshawn, that whole immigration thing, it's its one of the reasons why I came back to California because it just mm. I got to this point where I was like, well, I have to go through a lot of extra work just to make myself available to be hired in Singapore. Mm. And I don't have to, you know, here in California, I don't have to go mm. through all that. And then, you know, there's so many actors around the world who would love to come to LA and just try to work. And, right. and the green card mm. is a barrier for it. And in my head, I was thinking, I was like, wow, lots of actors want to do um, something that I, because I was born in America, I, I can just do without going through, you know, all that work of getting my own employment pass in Singapore. So it's just like those, those barriers and those hurdles are, they're tough sometimes. Shit. But, you know, what do you think about you know, being in Singapore and then trying to get jobs in LA, like, do you think that works? Like getting managers, you know, just sending them your profile. If there's work, if there's auditions, now with the whole online technology, I can audition from here and then um, send it through, right? And then if I do get the job, then I fly over. Is there such a thing? I'm going to go, with, I mean, Alan, I don't know what your take on this is, but from what my understanding of it is, like you could be a pretty fucking big name across Asia and that not be enough. You have to mm. be there in LA. They want you to be there. They want to know that you're going to live there, that you're going to be based there before they even talk to you. And then I think after, if you can get an agent that you've done stuff with for like a year or two, and then you decide to start spending more time in Singapore and you develop that relationship with them, then they would be like, yeah, we'll call you in and you can do things remotely. But you've got to be in LA for a while to develop that. I, I, I think. I, I think there's always, you know, caveats here and there, and you know, but, but for the most part, I uh, think Justin, for the, mo for the most part, he's right. I mean, he and I both have been wanting to create this this avenue or this conduit back and forth between LA and Singapore, right? Because that would be, it doesn't really exist yet. But some people have been able to make the jump, right? Um, but mm. because of other circumstances, mm. right? Henry Golden got a really a good opportunity and he crushed it and he knocked it out of the park, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the weird thing that I have found, or not weird, but something I have found about auditions here in LA is that they happen uh, really last minute compared to Singapore auditions. I know that sounds crazy because a lot of Singapore auditions are super last minute, right? Sometimes it's like, yeah. oh, we need to fill it here. But I'm finding that a lot of the auditions I get, sometimes it's like you need to be available like in the next four or five days or else it's not even, or else what? It's not even like a reason. Yeah. And, and it, it, I think it's just a thing where they, there's so much talent out here that they never have problems mm. finding someone 
good enough last minute. I mean, yeah, you know, they just have to put. I mean, yeah, think about the ocean and how many fish are in the sea here. They just have to put their hook in the water and they'll pull a fish out, right? So they're not worried about needing to have enough time to find it. So because of that, you you may send in an audition tape and they may love you, but if you're in Singapore and they're filming in the next couple days, it might not be possible. Which is why Justin was saying that, like, being they want to know people are here in LA. So it's, but also this is just guessing on our part. We're, we're trying our best. Yeah, yeah I mean, man, I don't even know what's happening in Singapore. I don't know the media industry. I'm like, what's what's next? You know, what's coming on? You know, the whole year since, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have jobs, mm. right? Touch touch wood. Good. That's good for you. Since since phase one of the lockdown, I've been helping the government out, spread the word of COVID, and spread all this the budget and the vaccine and all that. So you know, thankful for that, but. I'm an actor. I need to act. Mm. You know, I, I'm about to lose it and I lose my drive if I don't have a script in my hand. So I'm like, have you st- as much as I'm getting work, I want the work, you know? Have you started writing yourself? No, see, I, I, you know, I think there's one thing about me that I realize, and mm. I think that's also one of the many reasons I don't do uh, stand-up comedy as well and I only do comedic performances because I feel like if you give me a script and I read it, mm. I'm a person who can make it better. Like right. I can, I can explode it even bigger for you. Like I can conceptualize an idea, but I would like to give that idea to somebody else, and then you give it back to me, and then I will explode it for you. So I'm like a, I, I don't know what there's a term for it. I don't know what the term. I can't remember. But I think um, it's lazy. I feel like <laughs> don't no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just, I just can't, I just can't do the whole, you know, the dialogue, blah, blah, just, yeah. you know, you write it and then I, or I work with somebody who get, has the patience to write. I just, I just don't, I just, I want to perform the lines. I want to make it better. I want to work with you on set. I want to go, like, I don't know. What, would you ever consider directing? I mean, tried, right? Hey, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I, I, I would do that. I would, I would like to get a script in my hand and then explode it and then direct. I would like to direct some comedic stuff because I think, uh, I worked with a couple of comedic directors, which I which I absolutely admire, mm. uh, which was very fun because, um, especially the new age directors, you see, uh, the new age directors understand that everybody is here to do their job. You know, I'm not going to command you to do what I need you to do. Uh, it's a dialogue, right? It's, it's what can you bring to the table and what I I see. So I worked with some of them going, here's, here's what, how I feel the comic timing should be. But you as the comedian, how do you see the scene? How can we come to a middle ground? How, how, how can we make this better? See, this, this dialogues I live for. Because I'm here yeah. to do my job as an actor. You're here to direct. You, you have a vision, I have a vision, and then we come and meet. Whereas, you know, some older school directors, they have their comic, they, they have their timing, right? I want to see this. And then you're like a robot and then you come and deliver and then you don't even know whether you are performing as yourself or for them. But today's directors, I think they're fantastic. They listen to you. They go, um, how do you see it and how do I see it? So that's what I want to do. If I had a, if I was directing a comedic show, I'll get all this bunch of comedians to sit down. We would read the scene before and then we see where we can input what and then we go. And then because the best moments will come when it's not on script, man. I want to hear those. I want to hear those lines. I want to hear the lines that you come up with and those punchlines that you come up with. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Fast and Furious, there was a line. Uh, I don't know if I remember this. The Rock came up with it halfway um 
Tyrese Gibson goes, uh, hide your baby oil when The Rock was walking into the scene. And then The Rock just went into the whole thing like, hey, hide your forehead lah. And then I was like, and then apparently that was just, that was just, be, that wasn't even in the script. And I was yeah. like, you see, those lines are good. So you need those lines. And I'm like, are you, do you feel like you're starting to be able to uh, do that more here in Singapore, improv a bit? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, once yeah. they trust you and once they know that, um, uh, actually, he knows what he's talking about. He knows his context. Mm. He knows he knows where is what. He's not changing the line. He's not he's not changing the context of the scene that will lead to the other scene. He, he knows when to put in what. Uh, but I think I've done that too many times. Uh, and a lot of the directors are afraid now. Uh, so they're oh. like, uh, no, 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 uh, Kishan, no, 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 uh, like, uh, 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 they, they know every time they see me jumping with the script, like, hey, I have an idea. What do you think of this? Uh, okay, I'll hear you out, but you know, we don't really have the time for that. We don't, they know, they know, they know I'm coming in with something new. They know. Coming but in hot. I think they're afraid now. Like the recent show, the guy, <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, no, you got, no, let's not do that. Let's just, let's just do this. And I'm like, yeah, what to do? It's so afraid. funny. People are afraid of me. Right? It's so funny because different actors are different uh, when it comes to either improvising or sticking to the script specifically. And you mentioned The Rock. Um, mm. So, you know Hobbs and Shaw? It was kind of like the spinoff where Jason Statham and The Rock got to play like the two leads. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, yeah. Uh, I got a chance to interview The Rock, and apparently The Rock is 100, not like 100%, but mostly loves to improv his lines. He's like, I do not mm, like to be nice. on script. But apparently Jason Statham has to be on script. He's like, like he's like uh. super serious about being like word for word perfect. So like the two of them wow. working together apparently was like super chaotic because The Rock would be throwing stuff at him constantly and Statham would be like just trying to keep it all within this box, you know? Oh, it's, shit. It's oh, but it turned okay, out great. Okay. The movie looks good because you know what that kind of falls yeah. into their characters in a way i guess you know the director would have to work with them or the script writers would have to work with them or, or help uh jason Statham keep uh up with the rock and also the rock had to keep in mind you know that whatever line he throws it doesn't change the mm -hmm. context of the film so when it comes to improv you got improv is actually a big responsibility because you know you don't want to change anything you mm -hmm. don't want to and then the script writers also has worked for years or months maybe on the script and you know i heard you know i heard in hollywood you know they don't like it when you change the script because that is what i wrote this is what i want you to say uh you have any input we'll think about it not you think about it i will think whether I, you I, should say it or not uh yeah i think for the most part that's <clears throat> definitely accurate but at the same time like i mean i've heard from some different casting directors and and, and people that you know often the people that get some of these big auditions or people that do something a little bit different than everybody else, and they throw a bit of a curveball. The thing is, it either works or it doesn't work. But if it works, no. could pay off big. If it doesn't work, they may never want to see you again. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. Yeah, no, he would never want to see. I mean, just imagine this, right? If I was the casting director and I gave you an audition script, mm. you're not the only one I'm seeing, you know? Yeah. I'm seeing hundreds of people, right? And each of them are just doing the scripts. They're just doing what they're told to do or they're doing what they think is right. And I've seen it. I've seen it all. I've seen a hundred. But where's this one person who's just going to go off the bat? Where? So, I, you know, I, I tell a lot of my friends this, and I say, when you go into audition, make it your own. Yeah. Make it mm. different. Make it, you know, see what they don't see. See, see something far beyond the line. Add your lines, add your expressions. If it, if it just goes off, just do it. You know, even if it's wrong, 
just do it yeah. you know because it might be different people might see something else and i i, I think most of the time most of the time these people get hired yeah I totally agree. Actually, I, my thing with auditions is go off scripts. Don't change the meaning of the scene, right? Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, go off script on auditions for the exact reason that Keisha is saying is that mm. these people have seen the exact same scene done a hundred thousand times. But yeah. then when it comes to filming, I don't usually go off script without telling. Like I would never surprise yeah. a director um, in, 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 and throw a line in front of the camera without telling him first that I wanted to try it, mm. right? So like mm. I improv for, her, uh, no, not improv. I uh, go off script for auditions, but then for shoot day, I, I don't do it quite as much. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I think they call it acting at the good. Like, you know, you don't, yeah. you don't throw a line that you didn't rehearse. You don't. You don't throw a gesture or whatever that you didn't rehearse or you, you know because it's always just nice to tell your partner uh on scene like hey i'm i'm thinking of doing this how do you feel about it right it's just it's just nice to do that but sometimes uh in the moment mm. things happen right you get yeah. you get lost in the scene maybe your partner does it to you or you do it to your partner and and that's just the respect that you have with your co-star and with your director but i will always say try to rehearse it or try to like you know come with ideas don't just pop it on on set and go blah, blah, blah. what do you think of this and then but then you've already done two to three takes so yeah try I, think it's, before. I think it's also about knowing the people you're working with like what are they cool with what are they yeah. going to be ready for and what are they not um as well mm. as what kind of film is this i think for a lot of comedies comedies seem to be easier to just kind of improv and especially if you're working with somebody else that can pick up where you left off it can be really beneficial to a scene. Uh, whereas if you're working with yeah, somebody yeah. like a rock and Jason Statham scenario could be a really bad play. No, no I, I've, I've worked with actors like that. Like I, I've worked with some in Singapore where I need to stick to the script. I need to hear that last word mm -hmm. being said. And then I come in um, and I, I don't really know how to play with you. And, you know, so, you know, with actors like this, or uh, who already forthcomingly tell you, I need to stick to the script. Could you please help me out? And you stick to the script as well. And maybe I, we can work. So that's when, you know, you you take it upon yourself to, you know, okay, I, I would not go crazy on this set with you. And, you know, we try and work within your means as well. Because if he looks good, you look good. If mm. he's following the script and you go crazy, you look like, sometimes you look like you are doing the bad job. Yeah. And he's sticking to it, you know. So it's that compromise. If you both play, beautiful. If one plays, someone has to someone has to give and take. It's a dance between two. The film is never never solo unless you're doing a one man show But film, you can never like the both of you. I think you guys compliment each other when you host. When I think Justin Bratton, I think Alan Wong. When I think Alan Wong, I think actually Justin, Justin insults me. He doesn't compliment me at all. He insults me every chance he oh, I'm, gets. I'm so sorry. It's just it hurts. That's the relationship. It hurts just the dynamic. <laughs> I'm a slave to the dynamic. It is the <laughs> uh. but it's good you see that dynamic is great I, and i have i honestly haven't found actually i have i don't know whether you know Bob has this uh, lady called priscilla lim cc lim she's like my partner in crime mm -hmm. she's the best co-host you could find because she compliments uh, the way i talk but i think the two of you have branded yourself very well you know Keyshawn, like what would be your ideal scenario for the rest of this year to occur what do you mean like what do you want? Let's just get let's what do you just want get this whole shit over. I want this whole shit over and done with. What are you talking about? I want to go back to life. 
Where's life? I want to get out. I want to meet my friends again. I want to I want to take my mask off. I want to run around. I want to scream back in public, which I love doing. <laughs> I can't do that now. So you can but, you can you, know, you, I wanna, you can easily come over here to my place and hang out. <laughs> Trust me, they'll arrest the both of us, man. We'll be spreading we will be spreading COVID for all you know. <laughs> just us screaming and laughing away. Guys, just come to LA. I've not left my house. It's come to LA. Weeks. Come to LA. We're going to be yeah, opened Keisha, up. I would love to. No more COVID in the US. So we can just go. Yeah, we don't have it. What rubbish you have, lah. But you, I, I mean, you have something worse. And I'm a bit afraid of going to the US. You know, I don't want to get, I don't want to get punched in the face. You know, with the whole Asian hate crime. So yeah. Oh, that's Alan Wong. So are you hiding the Wong in your name? Because you know. Alan, no Asian hate crime. The moment you hear Wong, oh, yeah, Asian I just go crime. by Alan W these days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I don't look as Chinese as my name does, so. No, but who yeah. cares? The moment you say I'm Wong, boom. But it is boom. ridiculous what's going on out here about that, though. Right. So I think I'll take. A but break I will. I will say I, this: I, 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 most I, most Asians in the U.S. not getting physically assaulted. I don't know, man. I watched the news. I yeah, mean, don't news, don't news, do that. Just figure out what the media. I media, mis- yeah. media. That's all I have. That's all I have to go on. They're they're not showing you all the do. stories of that life. are not. Yeah. Please show me. Please show me. I'm Maybe just gonna go start somewhere. taking videos of of some of my fellow local Asian Americans. Like here is a local Asian American lady not getting shoved on the ground. Not getting. Here's a local Asian American male not getting punched in the face. <laughs> Here is a lovely Asian American girl right here, not getting stomped on. And then the beautiful part is the moment you put down the take, someone gets punched, and then we don't get to see it. And it's like, why? Well, because it's America. Please. I want to come. I want to go. I have not visited America. Actually, my goal in life was by the age of 30. I turned 30 in two years. I wanted to be in the US by 30. I think we can make this right happen. Now. Keyshawn, you can have the, here, at the bare minimum. Out. Bare minimum on a, as a tourist. I would let you know. I would let you know, yeah, Alan. Just... I don't know. I don't know how. What's going to happen, man, in the next two years? Singapore's not letting anybody travel out, uh, you know, until they fix this case. I don't even know whether the U.S. are taking in people from Singapore. I don't think anybody's just traveling for fun. Oh, America right? takes people America's... from happening. Sorry. Yeah, oh, no, Americans America are going everywhere. Literally Europe, uh, South America. No, but I, I from Singapore can't travel out for fun, right? Yeah, you can. Right. You can, you, no, can come, you can come to U.S. I mean, U.S. will let you. I don't know about Singapore. Yeah, it's up to Singapore. Uh, that, and it's you coming back what in, am I going right? To do? I have to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. Then I have to pay. I have to pay, like, what? Four times. So I was like, I'll just look at a wallpaper of LA. <laughs> la. I just put a wallpaper on my bloody laptop, and I just, like, dream about it. And I was like, yes, I'm here. Then, oh, look, it's Alan on my wallpaper. I feel so much at home. Not going to be creeped out by that at all. In fact, if I would like to see a picture of me on your wall. <laughs> yeah, I'll put... I already have Justin yeah, Button. Yeah. Appreciate that. He's <laughs> rabbi-looking thing. Uh, I, I re- okay, now. Are we podcasting uh, yet? All right, man. <laughs> I don't know. Are we? Did oh, you record oh, yeah, this yeah. shit? Yeah.